Good morning, good afternoon, brother. This is Shay. In this private episode today, we are talking about if you have the thought, will my relationship end because of this? So if you are experiencing sexual performance anxiety or erection problems, maybe a combination of both, and you're in a relationship, it may have been for a while or it may be a new relationship, and you really like the person, and you are also seeing that this is causing some tension in the relationship, and you're asking yourself the question, will my relationship end because of this? If you are in that space, or you're worried about this impact in a future relationship, then this today is going to be a great one for you. We're going to take a real deep dive into how to navigate this, uh, the impact that this can have on a relationship, and then of course, what to do about it. And I'm going to share with you some tools, resources, ways to approach this to help reduce the stress and the pressure that this can add on. Because as we know, performance anxiety and erection problems adds enough stress and pressure but when we mount on top of that the thought of will my relationship end, it just takes it to another level. So I'd like to welcome you personally to this private episode. And as, as I've said before, these are just for you for uh, being part of my crew, my crew of brothers that understand this. So yeah, this is, this is just for you. And I'd like to start off with sharing a story from a client that I spoke with a while back and this was really affecting them. So they had been in a previous relationship for a while. They'd had a couple of experiences of performance anxiety, but it wasn't really anything major. And their last partner really put them down about it and made some you know, comments, uh, not nice things and teased them about it. And of course, it doesn't take much for us, especially as men, to develop a bit of a complex about this and then be concerned because we don't want it to, first, we don't want it to be there. And second, we don't want to feel like we can't give our partners pleasure. And so then what happened after that relationship finished is it came to the next relationship. And the thing that he didn't want to happen, happened. He was experiencing performance anxiety and erection problems, sometimes being able to get hard, but more often than not, not being able to get hard for sex and noticed that it was starting to impact the relationship. Now, his partner was supportive of that and telling him that, no, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm with you on this journey. But he also couldn't shake this feeling of, I don't know, uh, what if they do leave me? Or are they just saying that to try and make me feel better? What if the relationship does end because of this? And so what it turned, what it started to turn into wasn't even really about the performance anxiety or the erection challenges. Of course, that was part of it. But it started to then morph into this other thing of the girlfriend saying that she was supportive but then he was thinking, I think you're just saying that to make me feel better. And then she thought, well, you know, if you don't trust me with that, then what? I can't really do anything. And so that in itself created an issue. So these are the kind of things that we're going to distill today. And let's get started. First up, I just want to acknowledge the 
emotional impact and of course the physical impact that these that this challenge has on us as individuals and also on the relationship and of course when we think about how does this impact a relationship first of all there's us as an individual so it's impacting quite likely that it's impacting our self-esteem our identity of who am i if i can't be a good partner if i can't give pleasure to my partner then what does that mean for me as a man and we start to which i've spoken about before ask these bigger questions about if i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i can give them pleasure then i don't know if that means i'm good enough maybe i'm not good enough for them and then we start to ask ourselves even more existential questions about what's my purpose in the world so there's this this identity pressure first of all and self-esteem pressure as well as the obvious of intimacy um and how this can affect intimacy is we get to the point of just avoiding intimate moments and sex because we want to avoid the fear of failing this is a normal thing to happen our body constantly scans for what is a threat or what could be unsafe and so our body is doing its normal job although it's not what we want in the moment but our body is actually doing its normal job of scanning for what could create feelings of unsafety and then trying to avoid it and that's most of the time why we avoid intimacy or sex because we're just trying to avoid the feeling of fear uh, and that's hardwired into our dna if we like it or not that comes with us as part of our factory settings so we have to learn how to uh, get the right tools and strategies to overcome that because our factory setting is avoid fear avoid unsafety okay so it impacts intimacy because we end up avoiding going there even when sex isn't the only thing that creates intimacy it's definitely not and i've spoken about this in a previous episode as well that building a bond and connection with our partner comes in many different forms sex being just one of those and i think the final area that came to my mind that this can impact in a relationship is of course communication because it can feel awkward what do i say how do we talk about this uh we can feel almost in this like submissive um sorry mindset and constantly scanning for validation you know am i doing the right thing because we've kind of gone into this bit of an overdrive and develop a easily we can develop a complex around not being good enough so it means that we constantly scan for validation to feel good enough so i hope i talking that through it feels first of all relatable um and I want you to know that if you're experiencing any one or even all of those things, that it is normal when we're in this state of heightened anxiety or intensity around a particular challenge, in this case, performance anxiety and erection problems, it's normal for those things to be happening. What I'd like to spend a bit of time discussing now is the different perspectives in a relationship. So how partners may perceive what is going on and also how they may react so we'll start with that and then i'm going to talk a bit about 
the importance of understanding and empathy from both sides and, and how do we actually do that. So first of all, how might our partners react or perceive this? And I'm going to use some examples here of guys that I've spoken with or worked with uh, who have either had it difficult when, uh, in terms of how partners have reacted, and then also I'm going to share examples of those who have successfully navigated through this. So an example, let's start off with the not so nice examples of how partners can react to this. And you may find this has been the case with your current partner or a previous partner is that they of course think that it is to do with them. Uh, they see it as that they are not attractive enough that you don't get turned on by them. Um, and because of, you know, everybody has insecurities, but because of their own personal insecurities, this kind of highlights that it brings that out because it triggers a state of fear and unsafety within them. And so they will start to ask questions like, what is it because you don't find me attractive? Do I not turn you on? Uh, am I not doing the right thing? And then it can even go to other extremes of taking the piss, quite honestly. So, you know, making jokes like, oh, you've got to get hard if you really want it or things like this, you know, it's stuff that doesn't, it definitely does not help, definitely doesn't help. So that's one uh, example of, I, I guess, the more negative side of how it can go. And then uh, probably the worst case scenario that I've come across is where it turns into a bit of an attack. It's used as a insult or a weapon against the against the guy that's experiencing it, which is not okay in any scenario, that's not okay. And then over to the other side where um, guys that I've worked with who have successfully navigated through those challenges, and I tend to find this always happens when we're open and honest about it. So when we sit down with our partner and to say something along the lines of, look, we both know that this is going on. I don't want this to be happening. You know, you do turn me on. I am attracted to you and I want to get this sorted. And I also don't have all the answers. Uh, and I understand that this is also new for you or scary for you as well. Um, but I would really like your support as I navigate through this. And it's about offering reassurance, you know, showing that I'm actually taking steps to get this sorted. And you can see there, it's a, it's a totally different approach. Now, I'll come on to in a moment, the reality of, you know, the worst case scenarios and best case scenarios. We'll get to that point in a moment, because it may be that uh, the partner is actually just not able to work through this, um, but I'll come on to that part in a moment because I'd like to just highlight the importance of empathy and understanding and patience from both sides. So when I have spoken to guys in the past, I've also seen this pattern of, well, if they don't support me through it, then they're not the right person for me. You know, we go into this like defensive, um, almost like blaming. I, if they don't, if they're not on board with this, then they can leave. 
something like that. And that's really, you know, I believe deep down that's not the place that we want to be operating from. That's more holding up a shield to try and protect ourselves so that we don't get hurt. Right, that's what we're trying to do when we adopt that kind of mindset. And the reality is, is that there's probably going to be some pain that comes through this journey, if not already. Um, so I understand why we may be holding up that shield, but also it's not the thing that is the most optimal for us in terms of navigating uh, the relationship through this, especially if it's a person that you really like. So having patience and understanding, what does that actually mean? Well, first of all, it is having patience with our partner that they are going to feel like at times, is this because of them? They are going to feel like at times, am I attractive enough? These are normal questions that our partner will be asking and they will feel unsure about this. And we have to respect and know that they are going to feel these things. And rather than try to say to them, you know, no, it's not that, it's not that, uh, and trying to convince them otherwise, because we can't, we can't, there's nothing we can do or say until we get it sorted to show them that it wasn't that, right? As much as we feel like we want them to desperately understand that it's not because of them, the only thing that's going to do that is us being able to get this sorted. Okay, nothing else will do that. So us trying to basically desperately reassure them isn't going to do anything. What we have to do is just listen to those concerns. And that's the first thing is them feeling like they're heard and to say to have a response along the lines of, yeah, I can see how you would feel that way. I can see how that would make you question, is it because of you? So the first thing is to acknowledge and validate those concerns that they're sharing rather than trying to immediately swoop in with constant desperate reassurance. Okay, so rather than no, it is, it's, I am attracted to you. I just, I don't know what's going on, but please believe me versus I understand that you would feel that way and um, that must be difficult. And I also want to, reassure you that I know I'm attracted to you and we're going to get through this and I just would like your support to do that. You know, that is way more reassuring. It offers way more safety to your partner rather than the first option, the desperate reassurance option. So that's, first of all, how we have to have understanding and patience for our partner, knowing that this is also challenging for them um, even though we're the ones that's experiencing it, you know, they also will have some emotional impact and turbulence because of this. So we have to honor that. And uh, as we navigate through it, we have to accept that we have to be there for our partner as well as for ourselves. And then of course, there's the, how does our partner need to have empathy and understanding? And uh, sometimes, you know, well, you could either play this to your partner, which you're very welcome to do, or uh, the other times is our responsibility to kind of set the boundaries. And what I mean by that is going back to the example that I gave you of a, a guy that I spoke with where his partner was making jokes about this. You know, he had to say to her, you know, when you do that, it's not really helping. It's making me feel 
I notice that I feel worse about this and I feel more pressure about it rather than helping me. So please don't make those kind of jokes. And he found that was quite an effective way to set that boundary because it didn't happen again past that point. So helping our partners to understand, you know, what is helpful, for example, I don't have all the answers and being able to talk with you about this openly without feeling any judgment or shame from you would really help me to feel more relaxed and to help me feel that I can navigate through this without feeling alone. And using these types of words, you know, just bringing honesty to it. And you may find that you want to write this down, first of all, or to even write it in a letter and give that to your partner. And I know that sounds may sound strange, but it helps to just communicate things in a bit of a different way. Because when we are honest and when we operate from this space of a bit more vulnerability is the word that I would use here, it brings a radically different result. Rather than our partner coming at it with their shield up, because they're also scared, you know, what does this mean for them? They are, I'm sure if they're with you, they like you and they also don't know what this means for them. So they're also feeling scared and vulnerable. But when we're able to match that and just be honest, especially as a guy, to just let down that shield for a moment and say, look, here's where I'm at. And this is really how your support would be helpful. That is when we can allow our partner to open up as well and to let their shield down too. So I mentioned that we would talk a bit about worst case scenario. And it's important that we do this so that we don't hide from it. Okay, because the reality is, is that things can go different ways here. And whilst that's not a definite or a foregone conclusion, it's important to talk about it uh, so that it doesn't come as you know, a uh, like falling off a cliff. So what are the different realities? Well, the first one is that, of course, we're able to successfully navigate through this. There's going to be some rocky moments, ups and downs, some tension. All of that is normal. But when we operate from a place of a bit more vulnerability, communicating honestly where we're at, and reassuring our partner that we're taking steps to get this sorted, that's when we put ourselves in the most successful place for being able to navigate the relationship through this. The other option is either we become so defensive about it and continue to avoid intimacy, especially if we're in the mindset of thinking that sex is the only thing that builds intimacy, over time, that will create more barriers and it will erode the relationship. I'm going to be honest. That's what will happen. It's important to know that we can build a bond and connection in many, many other ways apart from just sex. So the relationship ending is definitely not something that is not a place that it needs to get to. But if we stay in the mindset of believing that it's only sex that will build intimacy and connection... Uh, then we're really escalating the chances that the relationship can end. And then 
the other side of it is that this may just be too tricky to navigate in a relationship. Okay, I don't think it really needs to be this way, but it's important that we cover it because it may be that this is a journey that you have to go through by yourself or it may also be that for your partner this just is too much for them. Okay, I haven't really come across this too much before, uh, but it is important, I think, for us to talk about it so we can just look at it as a reality and say this may also be another thing that happens. Now, I believe if you're with the person that you really like and you want to stay with because you see a future with them, then open communication and the things that we have spoken about in here especially building intimacy and connection in other ways and bringing more vulnerability to it because knowing that in turn that will allow your partner to be vulnerable. These things build so much strength and love in a relationship and often challenging times in a relationship build even more of a bond and a connection. It's when we close off, it's when we shut off, it's when we retract and pull away that avoid starts to be created and when tension increases and when that happens that is when the relationship is likely to go in the other direction all right so let's just recap on some of the things that we have spoken about and covered in this episode so we've said about how if you're in the space of thinking will my relationship end because of this that it's normal to have those types of thoughts and we discussed the physical and emotional impacts of performance anxiety and erection problems. We also spoke about how this can affect communication and self-esteem and intimacy in relationships. I shared a few examples of uh, guys that I've spoken with or worked with and how this has shown up in their relationship. And we also discussed the importance of empathy and understanding and patience from both sides as you navigate through this. What I would like to finish with saying is that I encourage you to reach out if you're struggling with this. So if you have tried things, whether it's pills, seeing a sex therapist or speaking to the doctor, whatever it may be, if you have tried anything that has not got you the results over the long term, it's not got you the results that you want, then I encourage you to reach out directly to me. You can reply to the newsletter email at any time or you can email me directly shay at shay-doran.com and we will just have a chat around what you've tried so far, what results you've seen and ultimately what you want. Okay brother, so I'm sending my love to you. Have a great rest of the week and I'll speak to you soon.